Two men on a mission down the rabbit hole of the thoughts that keep you awake at 3 a.m. Welcome to Dose of Dysfunction. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dose of Dysfunction. I'm your life coach, and I am here with the resident redneck. Hey, y'all. Brock, we're a couple weeks away from it, but the most dreaded time of the year. Yeah. (laughs) Christmas. I wouldn't call Christmas the most dreaded time of the year. I like Christmas, but instead of talking about Christmas Day, let's talk about Christmas shopping. Mm. Buying gifts for people, all of that, it becomes so stressful. Well, if you're the one doing all the buyings, I'm just as surprised at what everybody got from us. Because I let the wife take her all that shit. Well, so they open it and I'm like, oh yeah, cool. <laughs> so when it comes to buying everything, we have pretty good communication. Where where stuff gets fucked up there is when it comes for buying for each other, like me and the wife. And she always says she does horrible at it, which I, I'm tough to shop for because I never really want anything. All dads right. are tough to shop for. Well, right. We don't I, give a shit. You could... You could literally buy us a rubber dog turd. We'd be happy with our lives because we got to watch you open all the fun shit that you wanted to open. That's a dad thing. Right. And you're going to feed me. We do ham. I'm going to get ham and potatoes. I'm like, well, shit, the meal unto itself. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very happy for. Yeah. Um, well, but, see, and you have one Christmas, right? Like most of your, like we, all the family stuff is. Because you have, your parents are in. Nevada. Yeah, they will on occasion come stay with us. Last year, obviously with COVID, they didn't. Right. This year, there's same. I, I'm not going to call it COVID, but this year, it's just circumstances are going to make it. They're not going to make it up here, right? And in their age and health and stuff, it's harder. It's getting harder and harder for them to come see us, right? So it's things where, and obviously workaholic things we got going on type of stuff. It's right. hard to go see them. So, but Christmas Day for us is really. Will be as last year, this year, pretty much just, <coughs> excuse me, me, the wife, and the kids. You know, right. so it's just the four of us, which is nice. I mean, oh, don't yeah. get me wrong. It, it, it's... Oh, trust me. I fucking wish. <laughs> Christmas Day, we got to go do four different fucking things. Day before Christmas, we got to go do four fucking things. It's just like, oh, my mother Christ, What in the fuck did I get well, into? <laughs> that's because you're a super family-oriented person. Yeah. And I say that is in with extended family. Well, and they're all close. Right. So it, it makes it easier for us to just hop in the car and go to grandma and grandpa's house today. And then tomorrow we go do, you know, watch lights and, you know, yeah. So I get it. And I, here's my guide to less stressful Christmas purchases. Okay. It starts on December 26th. <laughs> because you have to start learning what everybody wants. You have to watch and see what they get throughout the year. And my dad is the worst person to buy for ever. And so, like in, in my immediate family, we draw names. So everybody's name goes into a bucket and you draw them out. Right. Um, and This year, for the first time in like three years, I'm not stuck with trying to buy my dad something. (laughs) Because that is a 
fucking stressful thing. If he wants something, he buys it. Tomorrow he has it. So it's like, fuck. Yeah, that's my dad's no different. Like, right. My parents are that way. And they flat out say that they're like, normally the what we want for Christmas is to spend time with you guys. Right. Right. Or see the grandkids. That's their Christmas. So typically, if we do anything for Christmas, it revolves around the grandkids. Right. It's, you know, electronic picture frames or something that is like a memory and enjoyment of the kids that they can't go buy. You can't go buy that. Right. Well, so so my guide here is pretty simple. You assess somebody's character, right? You figure out what it is they would want or, you know, something down their alleyway. And you take notes of this until you buy the gift for that said person, right? So... You have your notes. You've figured out where you can purchase this thing. You've talked to other people. Hey, if you bought from here, if you do you do business here, blah, blah, blah. You get it purchased. You wrap it up. And at any point in time in the year, you see that same item show up at their place. You unwrap the fucking thing and re, re-gift it? Gift it to somebody <laughs> of the like same like mind or... You uh, unwrap it and return it if you can still do so. Then leaving you up to the last month to figure it out. Like, oh shit, I've got 30 days. You know, I got 25 days, whatever, to figure out what the fuck I'm going to get this person, right? And that's where you end up with socks, (laughs) t-shirts, shit like that. But you still want it to be in their wheelhouse. And at that point, I'm used to giving everybody a gift that they either really want or is going to make them giggle. Well, that's that's my two. Like, it's you know, and and with the kiddo. It's like, whatever, pull out all the stops. We don't, you know, she's the only one. So at this point, she's being spoiled. Right. Uh, Next year, that will be different. (laughs) True. Uh, Subtle drop there. But um, it. It will be different different and i can't wait to see the fucking commotion that creates oh it will (laughs) but i have told everybody that instead of buying myself something to buy her something because i much rather enjoy her enjoying what she yeah that's that to me is a christmas present all in itself right christmas is about the the kids i mean it it is yeah watching what for most parents Watching the kids open stuff is is everything because they're excited, they're happy. It's they're not bitching. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And there's there's sensory overload, and you know that you're not going to have to do any kind of entertainment for at least three weeks. I don't know. A lot of mine past Christmases have involved a lot of Legos, and oh, I've put geez. together a lot of Lego sets, <laughs> only to proceed to watch them destroy it not long later. Oh right, and then I'm just like. But, but all that work. We had hours into this. Yeah. <laughs> and because I'm an adult and old, like, I don't, I'm not in that kid creative of let's put it together this way. It's like, no, there's instructions yeah. in a box. We make it look step like this. Step A, step B. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Go tell your mother that you need to do something else. I'm putting this bitch together. <laughs> right. Where's the super glue? Yeah, it's huh? coming apart this year. <laughs> you know. Uh, mine is, uh, and 
and the, the three-year-old is in the stage of dollies and Barbies and whatever, right? And I can't tell you what dress goes on what Barbie. But she can. They're all fucking naked. No, I don't <laughs> even think she could tell. I mean, uh, she might be able to point it out eventually, but I, they're all naked all the time. So it's like, I don't even know why we buy certain types of Barbies. It's like, just buy... They need to just have an option for naked Barbie. They need to just put out... Like, Barbie needs to put out naked Barbie. Oh, but that would cause such an uproar. Oh, you I'm know sure that. it would cause the end of the world. But are you telling me that you've ever handed a three-year-old a Barbie and they didn't go, whoo, off with the dress? Now you have naked Barbie, right? You know, and it's like... Fuck. Could you make the argument? I'm gonna go to hell. Every Barbie ever, everything along the lines of a Barbie, Barbie doll, Ken doll, whatever. Right, right. You're, I don't know. High, there's been so many oh, offshoots yeah. of it. I'm gonna pose this question to you. Wouldn't you say that all of them are part of the LGBTQ community? Because <laughs> not one of them have the correct anatomy. <laughs> I, they're all gender neutral with boobs, right? That's what I'm saying. You, yeah, oh yeah, you, you sh- could you could shave Barbie's head and she could be military. Uh, yeah, not one of them have has Bart identifying anatomy. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, oh yeah, you. No, I would agree with that. That's 100 percent spot on. So and maybe that's why they still produce Barbies is because LGBT hasn't fucking come at them yet. I'm thinking, though, at the same time, even though I think they now have like lesbian Barbie and all uh, this other shit. Well, no, I'm sure they've marketed towards that. That's what companies. Yeah. Do. They, they, who whatever makes them money, they're going to market it towards. I more want to fuck with soup, ultra conservative people. And I want to put flags, the rainbow flags on all the Barbies <laughs> yeah. and say LGBTQ approved on every single one of them. Just because what would the Walmart aisle look like in the South? If that was all done, well, they just take it away. Yeah. The uproar though, it would just be gone. Oh, it'd be. They, I don't think any, any business in the South would be smart enough or would be stupid enough to put that on their shelf. to be like, no, that's why mm. we go in and do it. I want to see the riot. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to see the riot that we cause. Well, have you seen the beef with the sticker on it? It says, my name was George or whatever, and I was is happy that some... cow until this date or whatever. Oh, is that what, like, PETA does? Or they try... Yeah, they go in and they put these stickers on there to, like, sentimentalize these animals that they killed for your food. So of late, because we're just coming out of hunting season, right? Everybody who's mm-hmm. got their deer, yeah. elk, whatever. We're coming out of hunting season. Obviously, we're in Idaho, so that's a very oh, yeah. big it's thing. It's a big deal. Right. I'm I'm not a hunter. But, right. you know, everybody's like, I like this meat and that meat, which is all well and good. My comment to every single one of them, and this wouldn't be PC, is I said, no, I'm perfectly content with them loading the cow on the conveyor belt and running the bolt through their head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is people don't want to don't want to realize where all this shit comes from yeah i don't have a problem with it i know where it comes from and what yeah. it is and you know what bessie tastes really fucking good oh, covered yeah. in cheese on a oh, bun yeah. oh yeah i mean you can put whatever you want on bessie as long as that's what you want it ain't gonna taste good and who knows one day wait we may be the cows headed to slaughter for some oh, other sure. race going mm, yeah. this one tastes like redneck yeah mm. <laughs> We got the 90s alternative kid here. This one tastes like life coach. (laughs) This is lean. (laughs) Mine's a little fatty. (laughs) 
Hey, God, why does this redneck meat taste like beer? <laughs> it's like beer and tobacco. <laughs> and hard work. I don't like this one. You know? And that's... I, I'm okay with it, too. I mean, I... But I also, like... We do cattle. You know, we do cows. So it... And it's not as you know glorified as we stick them on a fucking conveyor belt thump them one time well, and it's right. done i mean ours is like you have the butcher or the you know veterinarian come out and euthanize the animal yeah. in a humane way that doesn't taint the meat right aka you know 22 mil or you know 22 long rifle to the back of the fucking skull and it's not pretty yeah i get that well, but don't they use like that's... an air gun now too so yeah, they use like a air um, the canister. You've seen the movie No Country for Old Men, yeah, where he walks around with the canister and that. I think yeah. that's yeah. yeah, and and sometimes it's a spike. Sometimes they use they go the old fashioned. It just depends on where you are, right? If you're in city limits, they don't use a firearm. <laughs> well, that but makes an sense. air cannon with a large stainless steel spike in it is kind of the way it goes, yeah. you know. Um, and it, it's not pretty. It, there's blood everywhere, you know, because yeah, you get the you get the spike that severs the brain or the spinal cord and shit, but then you have to drain them because blood is the worst thing for me. So you then have to cut their throat open and let them drain out, and and in some communities that's how they kill the animal. Like in foreign countries, you kill the animal simply by cutting its throat open. Yeah. And letting it, it's a sacrificial thing. Yeah, and it bleeds out. And... Americans are, are way past any kind of sacrificial or giving two fucks about their food. They, it, it's straight up conveyor belt style. Yeah. That's how you get your food in America. I mean, it doesn't matter. Well, what, I mean, if you think about it, you're killing the lives of all of the plants that you murder when you make lettuce. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and if you don't believe me, tree huggers will tell you it has a life. It's alive. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? Alive. When I cut it down and made fucking paper out of it, yeah, it can hold just as much value as standing there. You know. So I, everybody who wants to tell me, oh, you know, your your fucking your meat is is this horror. The way you get it's this horrible thing. Well, I'm sorry. I like to shoot most of my meat. Right. Like, so to and, me, and most I'm greener people, than you are. <laughs> these same people, if you fed them venison, would be like, what the fuck did you just feed me? Oh, yeah. Because it's going to oh, taste yeah. like whatever that animal ate. Like, oh, it's yeah. going to have flavors and, and real gamey meat. I'm sorry, I'm out. That's why I said, I know where my meat comes from, and I'm right. okay with how they do it. Right. Because I've tasted the venison and stuff, and some of it is really good. But for the most part, not my cup of tea. Yeah. And I, for I want some the, people. That's how it is. Yeah. Same thing. I'm cool with the poultry that you threw your fucking hormones in and grew in a box. I really don't <laughs> yeah. care. I don't yeah. like free range chickens. It tastes like shit range well, chickens. I just well, there's arguments <laughs> to all of that, and I'm not gonna go down them. I'm just, right. I'm just saying it's. I, I'm a firm believer in. Uh, I love the free range guys though. They're oh, it's free range. What it. It freely roamed its one foot by one foot uh, yeah. by one foot box. Yeah, right. <laughs> free range. Woohoo. Oh, yeah. Why would I want it free range? Then I got to go catch the shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
chickens are a huge fucking stress relief though if you don't live inside city limits because if something's pissing you off and you're ready for a chicken dinner you step out the back door to 12 gauge and fucking assassinate a fucking chicken best chicken you ever had that bitch was hand fed free roaming ate whatever in the fuck Mert, well, right there, you have chicken dinner. I'm gonna go back to the there. It's called a food chain for a reason, right? And yeah. there is something that would gladly eat us for dinner if it could. Oh yeah, you know. So in, in Idaho, it's a a fucking mountain lion. No, well, or that, a grizzly yeah, bear, that, or the nine hundred pound bear, yeah, or the fucking um the 400 pound dog you know or i mean yeah in idaho you can be killed by a snake a cat multiple types of cats uh feral dogs as well as wolves uh you can be killed by an elk because they don't you're in their way they're killing you they may not eat you but they're gonna kill you you can die by bear of multiple species (laughs) i mean yeah and the funny part too is I seen a guy on TikTok and he was like, you guys are all scared of coming to Australia. Yeah, we have spiders and snakes and, you know, these types of fish and sharks and whatever. And he goes, but you guys have fucking mountain lions (laughs) and bears and not like the bears. We have have a hippie bear. He sits in a tree and eats eucalyptus all day. Your bear is like the eat the face off of you bear. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's like this guy is fucking... I don't feel that bad about going to Australia now. Have you seen kangaroos or little assholes? Oh, yeah. They're angry little motherfuckers. Yeah, they'll, they'll oh, lift the damn. shit out of somebody. Yeah. But, again, that goes back to comfort. They grew up with it. You you know what it is. You know how to respond to it. Right. So, same thing here. If you see a mountain lion, you're you going. don't get out of yeah, the car. You're going the other way. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> If you see large tracks headed the same direction yeah. you and they look fresh, you turn your happy ass around and go oh, home. Yeah. I have the best example of it. This year, I decided to walk into the mountains by myself. We all went different directions. We were all in the same normal like area within like, I don't know, 50 miles of each other. But I hiked up this one spot that I knew I probably need to have my wits about me because it's sketchy. You go inside there, and it feels like you just walked into death. I mean, it's so quiet in this spot that you can literally hear the trees growing. It is so creepy, okay? But when you see a buck track, you follow the buck track, okay? It's it's hunting one-on-one. You see the track, you follow the track. Is it great? Maybe. Is it not worth it? Most of the time, <laughs> but you still have to follow it. Right. So I follow this buck track and I'm, I've been up in this spot a few times and I've never been in there by myself. And I will never go back in there by myself ever again. <laughs> uh, walked up in there, uh, went a little ways, did a buck snort, beat a stick on another stick, trying, you know, acting like I was marking my, my tree for the, for the doe honeys to come in, right. you know? Okay. Walked a little further, did another snort, banged up another tree, kept doing this, made it in there a little ways, and finally was like, you know, something's not right. Like, worse than normal in here. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to turn around and get the hell out of here because I'm not, I don't want to be someone else's lunch. 
Right. I know I have two guns on me, but I don't want to be someone else's lunch today or somebody else's dinner for tomorrow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. And so I, I turn around and I start to walk out and I'm like, man, that's not right. That did not look the same way when I came in. And I looked down and there's wolf prints in my tracks. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was only 60 feet from where I turned around to where this track was. And I was like, this is bad. Then I realized it's a fucking wolf track. Because at first I'm like, that's a big fucking track. Where's the bear? Right. You know, because every for years and years and years, it's always been watch for bears. They're the ones that give zero fucks. Right. And in that country, grizzlies are the top of the food chain unless you have a gun. Yeah. And even then, you're They're still, still not necessarily exactly. the top of the food chain. It's a rough scale. <laughs> but I made it about another 10 feet, and I realized that this wolf had tracked me damn near all the way through here, moved over into my tracks, went about 20 feet, and then went off the other side of the finger that I was walking up. I immediately about shit my pants, <laughs> pulled what I call my butt crack gun, my self-defense 40 caliber out of my ass crack, had it in my left hand, my hunting rifle in my right hand, and was SWAT teaming my way the fuck out of here. <laughs> so yes, it could get really creepy really fucking quick, and that's kind of part of the thrill of the whole thing, but at the same point in time, it was like, I don't want to be lunch. I'd like to stay numero uno on this fucking food chain today. <laughs> We're leaving. Right. So, I mean, and, and a lot of people... There's a lot of people out there that do shit to animals. It's like not cool, right? And I get where people blur that line. Oh, you're a hunter, you murderous piece of shit. Guess what? I put food on the table so people in my house didn't fucking die. Well, not, I mean. And it is what it is. We don't need to go down that road. No, there's a level though, people, me not being a hunter, right? right? Most people, so I'm not a hunter, but I also understand there's a level to it. Just like anything, this goes to like the logging industry, a lot of different industries. When we talk about mining's the same way, mm-hmm. it, you talk about conservation. So, as the bigger thought of hunters, your probably larger portion of them is more of I'm not taking out more than I can use, right? And not only that, how many? What happens when you have a a population overrun of which happens. Oh, we and currently then, are in the middle of one. Right. Then they have a lack of food. Mm-hmm. Then it promotes disease, which a lot of times then will spread through other animals, which causes then, other issues. Yeah. I mean, you on top of that, you have cannibalism that starts to happen. You have, uh, you know, I mean, like currently we have a wolf population that has gone just absolutely gangbusters, right? Yeah. Well, we there's more green floors in the forest. Because there's less animals to trim those down. Right. We have less of your, you know, your, what the fuck, I can't think of the, what is it, herbivores or something? I don't know, carnivores and I don't know what the other one is. Well, yeah, carnivores, herbivores, and we may be on an uptick of more of one or the other. Right. Which causes issues. There's a balance to everything. There's a whole reason we have conservation. Yeah. Yeah. And and what is misunderstood. Not always right, but it is there to a point to to sustain current 
living of said animals. Yeah, it's no different than whether you agree with it or not. I'm not a big guy about the African hunts, but what a lot of those places have found to stop the poaching and stuff like that is that them doing sponsored hunts and wildlife refuge hunts where they're growing is helping balance out the ecosystem, right. keeping the populations correct, not well, and on extincting top of that, species. And like the humans that live over there because all of that meat goes to people who need it. Right. You can't bring a fucking, you no, know, you can't fly you that can't shit home. over here. Yeah. Yeah. So you're at that point in time, you're killing for a village to well, eat. Not only that, and you you're get the sport of it. You're spending a lot of money, so you're actually helping economies. Economies mm. that don't have necessarily the natural resources outside of hunting to right. sustain the economy. Now, not it's not done all correct and proper everywhere. It's just not. But before you go to either side of it, you have to understand that the greater idea of it is conservation. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. Well, it's I, the same thing as saving our planet, but still being top dog. Yeah. I and actually, as, as being top dog, you have that responsibility to, I guess, in a way, play God for the animals in the environment. Yeah. Uh, because that's what conservation is there to protect. Right. It goes no different. I actually saw a really good one on logging. It was a Canadian guy and, you know, somebody was bashing him and he's like, you realize that we, we replant everywhere we come out of and we're not stripping the forest. We're not pulling the Amazon or the other place where they're literally just stripping the forests out. Yeah. It's we're taking out aged, planting in new, clearing to help not have fires and everything else right um and there's we're renewing everything we're doing and everybody attacks it there's the same thing when you brought up wolves that cracks me up oh yeah is because if you live here and i would tell you even a lot of animal rights activists who may be in this state that have grown up here still have the same opinion about wolves because Mm -hmm. they're not indigenous to Idaho. They were brought in and they're a major predator that affects that conservation. Well, you've got the people here who want to thin that herd and take that out. Mm -hmm. Then you get the people who aren't from here who don't live in it that want to protect it. Oh yeah. They want to protect these cute little puppy dogs that are just so beautiful and don't do anything harmful to the around surrounding. I mean, it's the same thing as, Oh yeah. There's a great, there's this chick on TikTok. I know I ran across. Oh my God. Tell you right now, (laughs) if I got my hands on her, we could have a whole episode all in itself. Every time I see that TikTok, because I you just imagine how mad it makes me. Oh, you and every <laughs> other hunter I know, every hunter in every Idaho, and not only that. Well, no, because I would tell you any Northwest hunter. Well, yeah, because they're not just they didn't just it's not like they ran up to the border of Idaho and went, oh, we got to stop here, guys. Turn around. Fuck yeah, no. Well, decimated shit in Montana and right. Washington. I would, and yeah. I would tell you, hunters in the, the North... Canadians ate them. Yeah, <laughs> hunters in the Northwest, there's this special... And, and again, it's, it's what I find so unique. It's like an HOA program for the wild in someone else's neighborhood. <laughs> right? It fuck... Oh. <laughs> but that goes... We need to go back to Christmas shit and get off of this before I rip this lady a new asshole. 
Yeah, I imagine you'd have some real fun with her. I, I, I liken this and take it however you want. I really don't care, though, to a level with the way in this TikTok they she portrays this as wolves being misunderstood, though. I do liken it to pit bulls. When people are like, we rehab these violent pit bulls and they'll be okay. And I have no problem with pit bulls. Don't get me wrong. It's just the way the video comes off. It looks like. How, how do you do the thing where you're irritated and you put your fucking hand on your forehead? Out with oh, that? so I, I will teach you this. Index <laughs> finger uh-huh. needs to, and your right hand dominant, right? Yep. Index finger goes on the inside of the eyebrow okay. on the right side. So like on the bump. Yeah, on the bump. And then thumb, thumb on gets, the temple. Yeah, thumb on the temple. There it is. And then you, Here just, you go, Casey. This yeah. is it right here. Yep. God then damn you, just you. Shake your head. <laughs> I only bring it up to show the absurdity sometime of arguments and how easy it is to defend certain arguments. Yeah. Because in the way she portrays wolves in that video is like if we had a bunch of husky puppies. And I can see using the exact... Well, huskies are the worst ones because they look like wolves. Well, so right. it's like but, the... Oh, look at it. Yeah. But I that's know. my point. They're using the... It looks like a... Because it, they're baby wolves. This isn't the, you know, mangled, matted hair... Scarred to shit. Scarred to shit. Yeah. Beast that would kill you for no reason. Yes. Looking... they're little cute puppies. Right. And, yeah. And that... And that, the ones that she plays with in her TikTok are domesticated. Right. So you're telling me that the domesticated dog that you feed on a fairly regular basis is yeah. locked in a fucking cage yeah, is he, the exact same as the one that's out there killing shit to eat yeah, it on its own. Yeah, and the, the dog you know, yeah. who has been conditioned to look for things in a certain way. Right. And, and that's, though, that also is why I liken it to pit bulls because the same thing, an abuse pit bull will be violent it doesn't matter what you well, do fuck what the dog is if it's abused it will be violent right so it goes back to that but at the same time if you take care you of it chihuahuas it, are nice yeah. you have a pack of them they're fucking little assholes <laughs> they have bit me and i've only seen Dude, them like once or twice my brother-in-law <laughs> has been staying with us for two and a half months now i shit you not mine they all bark at anybody but mine runs at him and jump lunges at him almost in a near gonna try to bite you manner still when he comes into the house yeah and i'm like and then oh they're not even abused right and then i've he, seen your dogs right then he has <laughs> little fuckers yeah, right they they're well fed i mean they <laughs> inside yeah, dogs yeah. they they get all these beds you do right. shit out of the normal for them yeah, oh, yeah. They're, they're well taken care of <laughs> and they're little assholes it just shows you treat your dogs like your kids, and your well, that's just that's why all we're... to say though too that there are definitely strings that you can't pull to make anything or anybody any better because they still have a natural desire to hate things or to aggress towards things. Well, see, he treats everybody initially as an intruder, but as soon as he goes, even if they live there, well, right. <laughs> but then he he stops, right? So he he's good with the dogs. So the brother in law stops, right? He'll just stand there. Normally, I'll try to get the squirt gun. Like, the squirt bottle works pretty good on him, oh, at right, least to right. get him to stop barking, right? But he, he'll he reach down and pet him and get him calm. And and the one will still kind of jump up and stuff, but he'll chill out, tail wagging, right? But then he has no problem going over to him when he's sitting on the couch and plopping his fat ass right in front of him and looking at it like, love me, pet me, you know? And it's like, really? 
you lunge at this guy every time he walks in the fucking door. You right. you go towards that door like you're ready to tear somebody's head off. Right. Regardless of who it is. And then you expect this guy to give you love now that he's in and sitting down. Oh, you're okay. We let you in. So, yeah. All right. You can love me now. Right. You know right. what he did to me the other night, though? Just another side track. We're, we're switching this from the Christmas episode to... An animal episode. I was gonna at this s- point, we're just going to go for it. I was going to say, you realize we got to somehow two wolves from Christmas <laughs> presents. Like, yeah. So Christmas sorry, shopping. we'll do Christmas next week. <laughs> it's closer to Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, I get to squirt gun. I go to squirt him, and he, he stops barking. And he's like, okay, he won't. Then the little fucker, because of the way the entry is, we have when you step in the door, you can go straight and it kind of takes you to the hallway and bedrooms, or you come right in the living room. If right. You hang a right. Right. Well, this little bastard goes just around the corner to the hall and then starts barking again where I can't shoot him with the water right. bottle. I was right. like, you little motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I always get to the point where everybody's like, and with dogs, it's always the worst, right? Because now, now we have people who won't rent to you if you have a dog. Um, and we have people going around the system by getting them, you know, getting a dog and then having it, uh, bullshitly claimed as a, as a service animal to them. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and I've been in the situation of having to try to find a place to live with a 115 pound fucking dog. It's not easy. It is doable. And if you do it the right way, instead of being the one who's like, Oh, I'm going to get him certified as my. I'm a bitch and I need a dog, dog. Well, here's what I hate about that one. When you see the person walking through and they're like, no, this is my service dog. And they let everybody under the sun pet the fucking dog. Well, right. And every service dog ever, if you know anything about them, you are not supposed to touch the service dog. They are there for a job. Yes, they are there for a reason. Anybody who trains them will tell you that. Mm -hmm. Any of that. Heck, we sold an RV to a lady once. That's what she did. And she had one she was training with her. And I was like, I know it's a service dog, right? But is it? I asked her just straight out. Can can I pet the dog or that? I, I get your training service dog. So I know there's rules. And she's like, no, you're okay. I train them. You know, you can give the dog some attention. But yes, it learns to be, you know hesitant towards it but still accept it yeah, yeah it's it has a job to do and it can't get used to it has to be paying attention to other things not looking for attention from everything right. around it right well so and this i have to give this um to my wife and our three-year-old um to halloween we were trick-or-treating right this guy has this like Siberian or when it's not a Siberian husky or anything but it, it's some sort of mountain dog of some sort right he's a big fucking dog yeah like a Euro- a european type mountain dog where yeah he's a big boy <laughs> but he was well trained and he was right there with the owner in the garage and instead of walking up and knocking on the door and saying trick or treat he was standing in the garage with the plate full of candy and the kids would come up the driveway and he'd walk out and yeah so my three-year-old is is trained enough in herself that she will ask you if it's okay for her to pet your dog. I didn't know this. And my wife looked at me and she goes, oh no, she knows the rules. And I was like, well, that's good. My wife was attacked by a dog, which by the way, was not a pit. No, I don't believe I could be wrong, but she was attacked by a dog when she was a child. So this has been a huge thing into 
you know, into training our three-year-old not to just approach a dog. Oh, yeah. She knows our dogs. She knows she can walk up to our dogs, uh, grandparents' dogs, shit like that, right? She also knows that when it's somebody else's dog, she has to ask. At three years old, this is pretty impressive. She walks up to this guy. They all say trick-or-treat. He gives candy. His dog is as tall as the three-year-old. Oh, yeah. About four times as long as the (laughs) three-year-old and probably outweighed her by 100 flipping pounds. He's a big-ass dog. I thought he was cool as shit. Right. We all love dogs in, in this family. And she asked the guy, she goes, can I pet your, your puppy? And he was like, oh, yeah. And so he turned around. He put his plate of candy on the toolbox, grabs a hold of the dog. She pets the dog. Away we went. It was great. For me, I was like, that's awesome. That I can't even, that's, I mean, because me, I, as an adult, I'm like, oh, puppy. Yeah. You're, I can't, I'm horrible at it. I see a service dog and know better, but I'm still, I'm like, oh, puppy. And even the service dog, I sit there and I pout because I didn't get to pet the doggy, you know? But you get back into that whole, like, oh, pit bulls are aggressive. And a lot of any of that shit is the fact that all dogs were bred to do something. Right. It's not. I mean, whoever you think is God or higher power or whatever just went, corgis. <laughs> no, there was a reason behind them. And, huh. you know, I mean, boxers and labs and all this shit. I mean, all these dogs well, are you, bred you for realize... something. But what it really ultimately comes down to is how they're trained. Because it's still just as much a wild fucking animal oh, yeah. as you let it be. People lose their dogs in the woods. I I can't tell you how many dogs I found in the fucking woods. And I'm just like, where the fuck did the border collie come from? Right. You know, or where the fuck did this, you know, black lab just appeared, you know? And then you try to like get to them and try to coax them in. Cause you want to help the dog find the owner or find a good owner for the dog. Right. As being a dog person, that's what I want to do. A feral dog or a domesticated dog that has been left to its own devices for multiple weeks in the woods does not see you as a help no. or as a as a caretaker of any kind. They see you as the next fucking problem they have to avoid. Yes. And if you get too close, they can get just as fucking wild as any other wild animal. Yeah, and dogs are pack animals. They'll start to congregate with all the other feral dogs. Right. Then they will start to hunt, which then causes another problem just as bad as the wolves. Right. Is you get a feral dog pack and they start. They're just as fucking deadly. Yeah. And and then they start breeding. Yep. Now you have an even more deadly generation of animal because there's no domestication there no that it slowly starts to be bred out yeah. of them yeah right no. it's the same thing with like okay fucking i've been told to watch the tiger king show <laughs> right, by multiple people and i don't know how i feel about this because i'm like i don't really the the first like 10 minutes of it i'm just like what in the fuck oh the tiger <laughs> king thing is just awesome the fact that that dude exists well so we actually know the nephew of the man who used to have all of the wild cats and shit out by Nampa. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
He played on the softball team. He was our third baseman. He is the nephew of that man. That guy was nuts. He's not nuts. I mean, he's a normal fucking guy, but he... To allow yourself... Same thing with the grizzly guy. Yeah. And the wolf man and all this shit. Those guys are fucking insane because they they get to a familiarity with these wild animals and then they kill them. Well, it's no different than these animals that weren't domesticated when you found them and now are domesticated. Kinda. Yeah. Okay. The one that gets me is a new gal in high school. Her dad had a bobcat. We've talked about this bobcat before because it scared the shit out of me. Because I've been in the woods and seen a bobcat when he can make me lunch. That's yeah. 40 pounds of fucking nut job yeah, right fury. there. It's, a, <laughs> yeah. it's like not wanting to come. A wolverine's not big. I don't want to fuck with it. Right. Honey badgers are yeah. not huge animals. They will fuck your day up. You know, dachshunds <laughs> were bred to go into badger holes yeah. and pull them out. Oh, yeah. Have you ever tried to take something away that a dachshund gets locked in its jaws? Oh, you're burnt. Yeah. because in- Including you c- if it's your finger. Well, right. Because you can't. <laughs> um, they're so hard-headed that literally thick-skulled. That you can't like whack them on the nose and they'll let go. Yeah, no, they, that thing is a fucking hammer. Yeah, they're itself. They're ready to go. I yeah. Um, but I mean, you get down to that point. He had he had this bobcat. It free roamed the house. This bobcat he got when it was so small that it couldn't barely open its eyes. Right. So he got a fresh start at raising this thing completely domesticated. Now it doesn't matter. It still has instincts that trump training. Right. Okay. So we're in the house. I smell like bacon. Just got done with a BLT. Okay. I smell like bacon. This cat loved me. Oh, yeah. You're tasty at this point. Oh, yeah. This cat kept smelling my face. I'm freaking out. I'm sweating. (laughs) Now I smell like bacon and whatever I'm sweating out, you know. And she's like, oh, no, you'll be fine. Bacon and fear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. This cat walked the back of the couch and then got on his little cat perch and walked around the little things all over the house, right? Her dad walks through and is playing with this animal, which is fucking scary. Oh, yeah. The cat got a little too aggressive and he whopped it right on the nose. Whop! And I'm like, oh, I smell like bacon. Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Don't do that. He will eat me. He's going to take this out on something. Right. I have never had so much respect for a man in my life. He just turned and whopped a fucking 40 pound death cat right on the nose. And it stopped and looked at him like, oh, my bad. And then just walked away like everything was perfectly fine. And I'm like, dude, I'm a BLT sitting here. Don't be doing stupid shit like that. Yeah, see, that almost makes him that more more scary because it didn't react in a way that was like, oh, I got whopped. There was no fear on its part. It was just like, oh, oh, you don't want me to I'm do not that. Supposed to do that, yeah. right? But there's that level of like, well, shit. That means he knows if whoever he considers in charge is not there, he's gonna do whatever the oh, fuck yeah. he wants. Oh yeah, it's his turf. Then. <laughs> yeah, right. So I don't care what anybody would like to tell you about any wild animal. There is no cute and cuddly. Have you ever ran across a raccoon? Oh, those fuckers can be nasty. They're fucking vicious little motherfuckers. Unless you have a plentiful amount of food 
that they're just like, well, I could grab dog food and run. Sure, great. Yeah, they're you know? bandits. I mean, they are. They're bandits. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah, that is the fucking starting grounds to the thievery community all right there. It was but they will hiss at you. They well, they'll the... do much more than that. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, well, we take it back to you had a wild fucking squirrel. Yeah. That and, lived in your house. And I would tell you as much as he, because he was to a level obviously domesticated because we bottle fed him and all of that. Right. And typically what they would tell you, most people who do that, then they'll start, you have to, they tell you, oh, you got to acclimate them to the wild so they'll be okay. So you, then once they get to a certain, they'll start putting them in a cage outside. So they're used to being outside. Right. And then they'll leave the door open to the cage, but still have food there. So, but they'll eventually yeah. wean them and make them independent. I can tell you in my case of this squirrel, this squirrel would flat out, if you came in the house, he wasn't afraid of people. He'd jump right on you. Right. I mean, he would do like parkour across the thing. And next thing you know, you'd have this squirrel on your fucking shoulder. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> where did he, he actually, yeah. one of my favorite ones was my wife apparently wasn't having the greatest day, but we have a sign up because she works from home. She doesn't want to be, she doesn't need to be bothered. She's on the phone. Right. right? right. And we have the yappers. So yeah. anything that hits that front door comes to that porch. It's. It's go time. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> fucking, I don't need an alarm system. I've got four of them, and they go nuts. Well, we have a sign up by the edge of the garage before you even get to the walkway at the end of the driveway before you can walk up to the door that says, if you're with any of these companies, leave the shit right there. You know, do oh, not right. come like knock on the door. Company. Anything, you can leave it right here. Yeah. I don't, you know, don't knock on my door. None of that. Just drop it and go. Right. Fucking FedEx driver walks up and knocks on the door. <laughs> so the dogs go ape shit. She has to wrangle them. She's got the squirrel. Well, when the dogs go ape shit, the squirrel's like on you. Like, Freaking okay. Out. Well, yeah. You know, like, oh shit. You know, <laughs> I, I know this thing will protect me. Right. Not right, going to let the dogs right. get me. Um, well, she opens his door. The squirrel jumps on the FedEx guy. <laughs> my wife <laughs> reaches through uh -huh. the door grabs the package grabs the squirrel and basically just shuts the door on the guy so you know he went home going oh my god honey guess what happened to me today the crazy squirrel people <laughs> yeah <laughs> the squirrel just and he would he would just jump on you but going back to their wild animal, like, so he had a few spots he liked to sleep and lay and stuff like that. And we pretty much let him run around and do whatever the fuck he wanted for the most right, part. Right. And he was smart enough to stay away from the dogs. I mean, shit, he used to crawl up in my shirt to be warm. And I'm, yeah. But that wild portion of him did take over. Like, we didn't introduce him into the wild. My wife let him, we'd let him run loose in the garage occasionally. Right. Well, he got up on top of the garage door and, you know, that little flap seal that yeah. seals. He chewed through the flap and out he went. He decided he wanted to live in the wild. I even went looking for him and stuff and finally figured out. We figured he was out. He was in a tree right next to our house. But he wasn't coming down the tree to get close to you. He was like, right. no, no, no. And he'd come to the backyard and stuff like that. But anything that involved the, he was like, nope, I'm wild. I found my buddies. He found some squirrel buddies. Yeah. He's up in the tree and. Yeah. He decided where he wanted to live. And that goes back to, it's a wild animal. Right. That's where it belongs. Right. Well, and that's where I, you know, I mean, and I seen a video 
and I take I take all these wolf act, you know, advocates that oh, they're just these cute little precious puppies of the wild. Go fucking stick yourself in a fucking snake cave, okay? It's a wild animal, just like your fucking precious wolf puppy, okay? But they're de- you can deal with them as long as they want you to deal with them. Right. The second they don't, you ever seen a rattlesnake just coil up and fuck someone up? It happens all the fucking time around here. So you're telling me that that's going to be a fucking house pet? I don't think so. Right. You know, and that's the advocate or the the people who advocate for these wild animals normally don't live in the area with these wild animals. Everybody in the United States is like, oh, my God, the fucking lions. Right. Or, oh, my God, the tigers or, oh, my God, the fucking elephants. Okay, piss one off. How far are you into the Tiger King? About 10 minutes into the first episode. I, I haven't made, My wife is like, this is shitty. Shut it off. Well, actually, <laughs> I mean, if you watch further, these tiger sanctuary people that are, there's a handful of them throughout the U.S. Oh, yeah. They're fucking nut jobs. Oh, yeah. All of them. No, and I, I don't disagree. Look, if you want a tiger sanctuary, put it in a country where tigers are from. Yeah. We want to see them here. That's what the zoo's for, and it's on a fucking rotation. Right. Well, it's just like SeaWorld. You want to see the fucking the panda murder whale? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Get on a fucking boat, go out into the fucking ocean, and look for one. And watch right? it eat a shark. Or you. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see anybody who's swimming in the ocean and get fucking tail smacked by a murder panda whale. And launch them clear into the fucking sky and be like, oh, look, Susie's stupid ass swam out there after being told no. Those are wild fucking death whales, you know? Yeah. And people are like, oh, my God, fucking Shamu ate one of his owners or his trainers or whatever, right? And I'm like, yeah, no fucking shit, stupid. He was hungry and he didn't like being stuffed in a fucking tank, you know? You know, I mean. They have the fucking grizzly bear sanctuary over in Yellowstone, right? And this yeah. is more, this is closer to us. This is more of a thing we have here. And it's a legitimate sanctuary in the fact that they're trying to help the grizzly bear population, which was right. nearly extinct. extinct. Yeah. And they're, they're doing things like throwing half animals out there. They're not walking out there with a food dish going, oh, here, yeah, here, Benny, come here. You know, no, they're fucking throwing a half of a, elk carcass out there to fucking watch these bears just destroy it and they do as much as they can to not touch the food it's raw as it fucking gets right it's not cooked they only you know have to do certain things to the bears if they physically will die if they don't have some sort of antibiotic or whatever that they can't get because they're stuck in a fucking cage but you notice anything these the scientists do with the bears, they don't go, here, Mr. Bear, let me walk up and tag your ear. They tranquilize it. Oh, yeah. And they make sure the thing's out. Like, yeah. they're not just like, oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, I shot it with a tranquilizer. We're good. Yeah. They take precautions of, right, we're going to tag the bear. This is what we're going to do. That That's more of what kills me is most of these people. What's the line? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. I get it in their heart of hearts. They think they're doing a good thing. They have good intentions, but it goes back to there's a level where we've created 
there's a science to it. There's, mm-hmm. and that's what these people do. They study it. Right. Like they figure out what, how, what if, makes it all go around. If the wolves were okay in Idaho, there would be a large portion of the science community saying, no, you're wrong. They're a vital part of the ecosystem. Right. But they were not part of this system to begin with. Right. Well, and, and the thing, not that is, humans are to most of the least, things yeah. either, but the, the part to me that gets, gets into this is like, okay, if you think they're this cute and cuddly and everything else, go into the wild and be with them. <laughs> go into the wild. <laughs> go. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you want to advocate for these wolves, what's it going to take? What, I mean, is it going to take a kid in a mountain town being snatched off of school property? Is that what it's going to take? Well, and as you get, they, they found that problem in California with urban sprawl. We Their communities started going so far out, it invaded the habitat of mountain lions and stuff to the point where their home was gone. That's why they started appearing in towns. And yeah. what's food at that point? Right. Something smaller than me moving along on a bike. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Know? And so, like, I get to the point where it's like, okay, I understand that you want to protect this species. But at the same point in time, maybe do it where they're from and regulate it. Yeah. If you want to, you can't just drop them in somewhere and go, all right, cool. Be fucking wild. Yeah. If you want to advocate collecting the wolves... And returning them to their natural habitat, go but, dump a handful of them in Central Fucking Park. Yeah, because they were they were native there. <laughs> yeah, and then what? We just let them run hey, free. We in could Central call park? it cleaning up the park, right? Yeah, <laughs> New Yorkers would love that. Oh fuck! <laughs> but I, that goes back to you know, uh, put them where they belong. Yeah, well, and I still, I come down to this lady on this fucking TikTok. I, as soon as I rolled across it, my fucking emotion went through the fucking ceiling. And I was like, okay, I now have to calm down before I can talk about this because she's not going to like me. <laughs> I mean, she's not going to like me in the first fucking place. But I was to the point where it was like, are you this fucking stupid? Brock, would you <laughs> say you were triggered? No, I, that's <laughs> bullshit. All right. That, that fucking whole thing is horseshit. Because triggered is, is, that is a term for somebody who's going to get angry, but never help the situation. That, that to me, triggered is the equivalent of being so mad that you made a meme and changed nothing about the situation. I have voted on bills and shit for these stupid fucking dogs. I can be angry without being triggered because I've done something about it. Triggered is for a bunch of people who want to look fucking angry and, oh, I'm all for it, blah, 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 and then fucking don't do shit. Fucking triggered. Are you come at me like that? <laughs> you might say I baited you into that one. <laughs> yeah, <you> dirtbag. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Well, so now that I have... Uh... Fired me up. <laughs> Got you a little going a little bit. And that we've that's like saying I'm a hipster because I have a beard. I had this shit before it was fucking cool. All right. Uh, you don't clean keep yours clean enough to be a hipster. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, I, no. You, you you've got the <laughs> the missing tooth helps. <laughs> you you're not the the camouflage. Uh, and more power to them. I mean, I keep mine like tight, right? It's, yeah. It's it's short, tight, goatee. No big deal. I don't qualify as hipster. I qualify as dad. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I get it. I, I'm, I'm well aware. Um, you also launch yourself out of that with the gray hair. and I'm distinguished, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, that being said. All you've distinguished is being old. I, Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I get a kick out of the guys who have the perfectly done hair. And they have the big beard, but it's like perfectly manicured. Oh, it's all fucking you, yeah. trimmed up and squared. And, yeah, that's know. you're a puss. Yeah, you're all show at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. But which is fine. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> we have the true on wild man. You know, yeah. it's oh, got yeah. the the Hair half that grows faster than the other yeah. half. That, you know. You're like, you got a wild hair really yeah. coming across. See, my beard's beard. And I don't have the beard's beard, but I have the one eyebrow that uh, that does its own thing, right? <laughs> you know, this super long one that I use it almost like a comb over until it gets wild on its own, you know? It <laughs> you follows. Cut it or yeah. Pull it, yeah. Well, you yank it out and it's like fishing line. You're like, man, this thing is, I could, I could bait a hook with this thing. <laughs> But it's it's impressive. But since we've run the gamut in the hole and we really went from talking about Christmas shopping and out, I guess we're, we probably got a Christmas episode coming up next time around because yeah. right, we good. failed miserably at making this a we Christmas. failed you. <laughs> I don't know. I think we've lived up to expectation. <laughs> We we took. I hope that lady hears this fucking podcast and fucking tries to fuck with me. Oh, it'll be great. It comes at you. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I I say we round. I'm ready to find some fuck around and find out, bitch. Oh man, I'm so over the fuck around and find out, people. Don't get me on that tangent. I, I love the fuck around and find out, like the idea of it. But the people who use it most of the time. Why don't you fuck around and find out? It's like, motherfucker, I'm going to hit you one time and yeah. you're going to find out. Trust me, don't fill your britches big enough, son. Yeah. We're going to skip the fuck around part and you're about to find out. Yeah. <laughs> so I I just. Okay, go to your pers- would you rather. Personal pet peeve. We, we don't need any more tangents at the moment. So here's the would you rather for this one. Um. I like this one. We'll see. Would you rather sip gin with Ryan Reynolds or shoot tequila with Dwayne the Rock Johnson? (laughs) Dude. Okay. Okay. Being someone who grew up redneck Uh and watching the Attitude Era of WWE. Oh, yeah. I'm totally shooting tequila with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. 100%. Like, Ryan Reynolds is a really cool guy. But I'm also not a sip gin type of person. I want to shoot some tequila and fuck around and find out. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say, tequila with The Rock would be, and I'm not a tequila guy. uh, It would be pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm going to flip side, though. And I don't like gin either. I'm only doing it if he has the the fanny pack and the black shirt that's like cuffed around all his muscles and oh. the fucking fa- the acid wash jeans and shit back in the oh yeah early 90s and shit when yeah. he was like when he had some hair with it too exactly yeah. yep oh oh yeah if it's i can go two ways on this if it's night on the town and we're going to tear some shit up 
it's the go wild time. Oh, it's yeah. the see what we can get into. How far can we push it? Right. I'm going with the rock. I oh, think yeah. it's just going to be one wild fucking party. Oh yeah. Cause we're prank calling stone cold, Steve Austin. <laughs> we're going to prank call Kevin Hart. We're going to, Oh, we're fucking going full bore. We might even round all those motherfuckers up. <laughs> but I, I I love Ryan Reynolds kind of dry oh, witty sense of humor that that like Yeah, and he's second to none when it comes down to it. Right. So but I can tell you right now, it won't be the wild crazy you know, it's going to be the sophisticated sit there, drink gin. I'm going to have to shut up a lot because <laughs> I'm not very smart, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to have to go the other route where I fit more in. And it's like, did you see what that crazy little fucker did? Because you know that guy is like, I think I think The Rock is like two inches taller than me, but he's also like a whole nother brick shit house compared yeah. to me. Well, <laughs> so, so like, did you see what that little motherfucker did? What I would compare it to, and I, and I hate it, I am by no means – in the physical shape of the rock, not even close. Oh, I, fuck no. I am the anti, but it, <laughs> yeah, there's more cushion. On my yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got, I got more padding than he does, yeah, no shit. <laughs> but, um, I've been, I get on screen. Cause most actors actually aren't really big. The rock is what? Six, two. Yeah. Something like that. He's, he's about like six, six two, two. And I'm sure he's probably, 240 250 muscle oh yeah solid right yeah i'm every bit as tall as the rock i'm every bit as fat built as he is muscle built (laughs) right but he like if you were to put you two on screen he's gonna make you look little not necessarily little but more like your average joe standing next to somebody who's a a massive person like his fucking shoulders are goddamn three feet wide you know i mean i and i remember when he wasn't fucking completely stacked brick shit house right well the the wax one i got to stand next to in vegas of the rock it was one of those where i stood next to it and i went huh he's not as big as i i feel like he is you know right because i'm a big guy so when you stand next to him and because like i said most actors are smaller Mm -hmm. so he's a massively bigger than them like it really shows well, up it builds up that uh spot in your brain where it's just like this is a huge person and then you stand by a life-size thing of them or whatever and you're just like oh, okay so he's not he's not as big as you would think but like the referee who's five foot three right you know and is skinnier and shit weighs 190 pounds standing next to the rock yeah, you want the you think he's a fucking giant. The like, one that'll normal sized person. <laughs> there's this monster, you know. The one that'll make you feel like a little little person, no matter how big you are. Fucking Shaq. Oh yeah, I stood by. You know what else will make you feel little about Shaq? Huh? He's the fucking nicest person in the world. I swear to God. Oh, he is such a just a fucking spread the wealth, love humankind. Oh, yeah. You know, he's such that person. You just feel shittier about yourself right there. Well, right. You feel smaller, and then you stand next to him, and you're like, I'm really little. (laughs) Right. Then you see a picture of Shaq standing next to Yao Ming, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Right. But so I'm thinking, though, 
the rock's the party, right? Everybody, oh, yeah. he's bringing everybody along. It's the party. We're all, uh-huh. it's now a big, it's, it's a fun fest. Ryan Reynolds, I think you get to fuck with a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Hanging out, drinking with Jen with him. The party's not rolling, but you're going to watch him insult every person he comes in contact with, and they're not going to realize they just got fucking insulted. Right, and see, this is the problem with sitting down and drinking gin with Ryan Reynolds at the end of the end of the night and you walk away from him and you're like, he just tore me a whole new life. <laughs> you know, like you did, you, man, he was so nice about how he just fucking <laughs> told me I was a worthless human being. See, and I, this is my self deprecation coming through. I'm in for that. I'd be like, what can I glean from this? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. I want to watch the party get crazy. I want to be at the Rocks party, but at the same time, I want to be sitting in the back, uh, sipping gin with Ryan Reynolds, bashing <laughs> yeah. on everybody at the party. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going with shooting tequila with the Rock. I, I'm drinking gin with Ryan Reynolds. Different strokes for different folks. And friend. we're making fun of you and the Rock. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> But I'm not going to give a shit because the rock is going to pick the both of you up by your undershorts and toss you across the nightclub. And I'm not going to be one who went sailing across the fucking nightclub. That's okay. We'll both have a witty comment (laughs) in response. It might be after surgery, but hey, fuck it. I'm in. The rock's too nice. He'd feel bad about it. He'd probably pay for our surgery. Tequila makes you change who you are. (laughs) Let's put it that way. I don't know that. I mean, maybe later. Yeah. Might issue a statement. I did not mean to throw these two gentlemen through the fucking wall of the building. You know, but circumstances prevail. (laughs) The Rock is a person I think right now could run for president and he could win. People would vote for him. Yeah, we're not going to go there. I would. (laughs) I don't want to go down the road of let's make another fucking celebrity president. I'll take The Rock as one. I'm out. I I feel like you have to have much more on your on your radar than what about some McConaughey? And hey, we just bombed China. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine the the phone call to Korea? If you can smell what the rock is cooking, you know, and throw that at somebody. Could you imagine Kim Jong-un? Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> As they look out to the... Uh... You know, he changes it up. You can smell what the USA is cooking. Here comes a nuclear bomb, motherfucker. <laughs> Be the first president since Eisenhower to drop a nuke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, I mean, Ryan Reynolds. Whoa, pump the hate breaks, my friend. <laughs> You know, I mean, and somebody in China, what? I'm sorry, you're not tall enough for this ride. <laughs> Can you even reach that button? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and that leads you into a whole other classification. Shit, who, what, what, like punchlines and things as president? Like, who would have the best ones and shit? My all-time favorite president line ever is one they caught Obama off camera in reference to Kanye West when he jumped on stage at the Grammys with Taylor Swift and had his whole breakdown. Somebody caught 
uh, a reporter or Obama was doing an interview and they weren't in the interview questions, but somebody caught him on the side when the interview asked him what he thought about the Kanye thing, just, you know, like me and you talking. And he just goes, what a jackass. And just <laughs> as like the most raw human like response, right. non-presidential, right. just as another person just flat out calling the guy a jackass. Yeah. It was like, yeah. oh my God, this is my favorite comment ever from a president. Yeah, but I'm talking about like what famous person would you love to hear them say to another country as president, right? Just kind of like that. The Rock telling North Korea, you know. I, I would love to hear The Rock do something. I would love to hear McConaughey do something because it, I'm sure it would be something like a, we got to love each other. You know, he'd have some philosophical in that voice yeah, yeah, yeah. and then press the button. <laughs> yeah, right. I would love to hear Samuel L. Jackson go oh. off on a on another, on like the Taliban or you know, Kim. Oh my what, it, God, oh that my would, God, be, would be, amazing. be hilarious. Look here, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick, motherfucking tired of these motherfucking bombs on your motherfucking country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Samuel L. Jackson oh, yeah. would be a really good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> could you, I got one better for you. Um, John Goodman, as character of the character he played in the big Lebowski. Oh shit. Going off. <laughs> China. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be a pretty good one. That would be epic. Yeah. I I'd be down for that. Tell some long story about what happened in Nam when he didn't <laughs> go to Nam and then dropping a fucking nuke on somebody. <laughs> oh, that, that would be awesome. <laughs> it would be great. Now I'm picturing like comedically or, or the dude going oh. off. Hey man, I just want my rug back, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not gonna let you invade Hong Kong, but I do want my Orientals back. <laughs> oh shit! No, that'd be. That'd be pretty priceless. There, there's some good ones in there for sure. I, yeah, there's some that it would just. I feel like it, we might have to do a little bit more research and and land with a few more answers next week on this. Yeah, this might be a good one to pick out our our celebrities and how what they would say. Right. Oh, but the you know what would be great because this is the TikTok one. Now we need the Sam Elliott doing the wet noodle. Oh my god! Yeah, thing <laughs> on behind a presidential stage towards like Kim Jong. He has that voice, and it doesn't matter what country you're from, you're going to be a slightly bit more intimidated than normal. Yeah, you're going to be like, "Have you ever been hit with a wet noodle?" Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what it's going to feel like when America drops a bomb on you. Yeah. <laughs> I do some shit like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I would, and like Shaq, could you imagine Shaq talking to another country? And you know, he wouldn't be threatening anybody. He'd be talking to a, one of our allied countries. Oh, oh, you know. No, you know, my favorite was Shaq on this. Have you ever he heard him talk about his kids? Oh, no. His kids, he has a great line of, no, I'm rich. You're not rich. 
like talking well, about the interview. Yeah, where he's like, I grew up a rich kid. And it's like, whoa, whoa, I'm rich. You're, You're not, not rich. Yeah, you didn't earn any of this shit. <laughs> Could you imagine Snoop Dogg on oh. any? Oh my god. No, it'd just be great. He'd just go get him high as shit. We'd have wonderful negotiations. <laughs> He'd just be hot boxing the room they're in. It'd be like they'd contact high. It'd be like, nah, that's how we negotiate, dog. Right. <laughs> For shizzle, my You've nizzle. got the this shizzle? New, yeah. This is Snoop Double D O Double G here. <laughs> We're about to get in a lot of trouble. We're fucking making fun of celebrities. <laughs> They're gonna look in our PVC blanket hung. Yeah, they're gonna be, they're like, gonna wow, be like, these guys have a lot of money to take. I was gonna say they're gonna be like, yeah, probably not gonna waste my time. Be like, huh. I get free coffees at the Jackson. Every every tenth one I buy, man, I get a number eleven free. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't think any of them are worried about it. Huh. The day oh we start God. posing a threat to any of them is yeah. like going to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> That'll be an arrived moment where somebody actually takes us. Yeah, up. no shit. Holy cow. You're offended by what I say? <laughs> oh, my God. But there's a ticket for Snoop Dogg, Martha Stewart, president, vice president. The ticket. I'll vote for him. Fuck it. I'm in too. <laughs> I mean, with the with the amount of people that we let run this fucking shit show in the last twenty years, I mean, fuck it. Why not? Oh yeah, it'd be great. Still not letting JC in, but. Shit. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. I think, right. I think that pretty much brings us to a conclusion. <laughs> that, that's a good spot to stop, I think. Well, again, we appreciate everybody for listening. Um, check us out on Facebook, uh, TikTok, YouTube. Um, we're trying to evolve, come forward, bring more stuff. So we'll get there. But again, as much interaction as we can get from you guys on the Facebook page, leave us comments, participate in our would you rathers. Um, we want to hear it from as many people. Uh, email us um, dose of dysfunction podcast at gmail.com. And again, uh, we thank everybody who supports and listens to us. And until we hear from this person, I'm reaching out the Germany line <laughs> who is listening to us in Germany. And if you are outside, I mean, I want to hear from our listeners in this state or surrounding areas, but if you're far away from Idaho listening to this, please hit us up. We want to know how you found us. We want to know more about everybody, and we want to produce content that you want to listen to. So hit us up. Um, again, we appreciate you all, and good night. <laughs>